listening to Seen the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 1963's American horror classic, The Birds, directed by Alfred Hitchcock and starring Tippi Hedren and Rod Taylor. And, as ever, alongside me, three men who... Why are they trying to kill people? I wish I could say. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. In this episode, we've gone for a classic. We are talking about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and I think we can all discount The Birds too, Land's End, because we're only interested in real cinema. So, we've all watched it recently. Let's uh, go around the room. Joe, The Birds. It's probably the Alfred Hitchcock film that I know the most, uh, that, I've, that I've seen the most amount of times. Um, it's probably... It's probably my fe- personal favourite, but like admitting that it's probably not his best. It's not his finest. Uh, like, you know, doesn't it doesn't feel like, you know, watching The Birds, you, you understand why Alfred Hitchcock is the, the Alfred Hitchcock, why he's the notorious director. But I love it. I think it's uh, I think it's great. Yeah, very, very nice film. Very nice. Great stuff, John. Um. Yeah, so I think I'd actually only seen it once before this, and this was that was when I was like eighteen, nineteen. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a brilliant film. I I think actually I in a way I disagree with Joe to say like it's not the film that you'd say sort of brings Hitchcock as as the makes him kind of this you know uh, displays his sort of tour de force. Uh, reputation because I think in a way it's actually his most adult film um, because it's the one that uh, and I don't just mean in gore and violence and stuff although it probably is the most violent as well it's the it's the way that the film is about questions rather than answers or in, in many of his other films he spends so long explaining why things are happening and why the characters are doing certain things and why all this bad stuff is happening here you never know it's always a question why are the birds attacking what is what do the, what is the bird what do the birds represent you know the cold war and love and all of that stuff um and he, and he never, so it's adult in that he forces you to engage with the questions of the film rather than him providing you the answers, which he does in most of his other films. He gives you the answers all the way through the film to make sure you're understanding it. And this he doesn't. And I think that's, um, it makes it really interesting as a, um, as a film within his kind of work. No, yeah, nice, man. Totally agree. Al? Uh, I kind of agree and disagree with both the guys, really. Like, look, I'm... A film obsessive since a child so naturally when parents recognize that one of the things that they brilliantly put upon me at a young age was Hitchcock um, and there was a Hitchcock season on BBC two when I was about 14 um, and uh, obviously like pre-dvd box sets and stuff of like that and I just inhaled everything now the starting point was psycho obviously that was like the the you know the quintessential psycho psycho vertigo the birds and I what I disagree with Joe about is while it's nowhere near my favorite Hitchcock film, I do think it's a good starting point to say to new audiences why there's something particularly different about a Hitchcock movie, right? It's, like, I think it's one of the one of the more accessible. Definitely Hitchcock. the more accessible, but it's like, what was so special about Hitchcock? And it's like, he, he ripped up the rule. There was always something new, right? So Rear Window had the one setting. Um, I mean, North by Northwest is one of my favourites, but in a way mm. is one of the more linear kind of uh, straightforward mm. films he, he did. Rope was obviously the one setting before that. Um and it is, and it does get more violent. I think suppose Psycho with this and Frenzy, he did get a bit more adult. Frenzy's very dark, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very dark film. But like, yeah, I, I knew it early. 
I would say it's like not even in my top five Hitchcock films, but I'm a big fan of his work. Um, I think it's this and Psycho and Vertigo, I'd say the three starting points for anyone who's listening who, you know, hasn't, you know, gotten, gone deep into Hitchcock yet, I'd start there. And um, like I said, while it's not my favourite, I, I I adore it like most of his other stuff. It's just, you know, it's it's a one-off. It's it's just, it's only he could do it, you know? It's a world, isn't it? I think that the great thing about Hitchcock is it doesn't matter whether yeah, you're set in an apartment or set on the sprawling sort of trains of the Midwest in North by Northwest or, you know, on small island, as in The Birds, it, it feels a Hitchcock film as soon as you watch it. And I think that's a lot, that's sent of a lot of uh, the best directors. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You set, you go, oh, oh, it's almost like trying on a comfortable suit. Every time you see a director's film, you think, yeah, I like this. I know this world. Yeah. I'm going to engage in this. And shout under dialogue. I love, I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for flirting yeah. uh, and the flirtatiousness <laughs> well, you're like, you're between. Like this then, yeah. Oh my God. Um, Tippy Hedron, Melanie, yeah, wow. <laughs> well, I think on a dialogue level, one of the most interesting things about it actually is the lack of dialogue in, in a lot of scenes. So <clears throat> when the birds are attacking, you often can't hear the characters speak. Um, well, there's one sequence in particular in the house that does that yeah, right, right at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but it happens a couple of times before that as well. The characters are talking to each other, but you can't hear what they say. And it's incredibly powerful because it, the lack of dialogue, but their sort of excited, fearful acting really just allows you to get through to the human emotion of it. It doesn't matter what they're saying. They're communicating everything you need to know through how shocked and scared and everything they are. Terence Malick copied it in Days of Heaven as well in a, in a different way, but he uses very same very similar techniques and um, it's super effective there as well. Um, you could so argue though that Chris Nolan copied it in Tenet and got panned. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might have, he claims that was, uh, that's us, not him, but that's another Let's story. Let's talk about the sound as well. What, what, amazes me about this film is is that the first use of one of the synthesizers to to recreate bird sound it was a mixed tour troutonium and a lot of the the crowed ah, ah, is actually synthesizer and i love that because it gives the film such a unique uh identity and it's really cutting edge as well to sort of say right we're going to use a synth to recreate bird sounds and it, yeah it's synonymous with the film i think it's great well factors that i love about Hitchcock films are Soul Bass title sequences and Bernard Herrmann music, right? And this film celebrates having zero music. Mm. Bernard Herrmann gets a like a, a sound um, advisor, so he was obviously he spoke to him about it. Credit, but um, you can see that Hitchcock was getting almost bored of his mould a little bit, and he mm. went, he just he stripped it back. And okay, there is an interesting title sequence to the birds with just that harrowing awesome. sound, harrowing sound of it, and the letters just break away oh, awesome. <laughs> slightly. Oh. Yeah, but then you've got Vertigo, you've got uh, Psycho, and you've got North by Northwest, but like Sol Bass's sequences that will blow it out of the water still. I mean, this is how good and how... Torn Curtain's how, like that as well, right? And Torn Curtain's good as well, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, that the new one, Newman one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, like, so I feel it's all stripped back. Um, I guess the, mo- the it was back to back with Psycho, right? I guess the biggest similarity about that is having a storyline that actually is just a storyline within something happening, right? So Psycho, she's robbed the money and then they kill her off and the story just completely changes. And this, it's like a little bit of a feisty sort of a love story. Um, and then the birds start attacking and it's all... And, but but to have both of those together, I think is what's what makes it, you know? 100%. Well, here we are. We're all ready and poised for 
a Birds 2 <laughs> yeah. sequel. After, was gonna be <laughs> after having established that only Hitchcock could do this film. <laughs> here, well, here we go. Well, here we go, Joe Palmer. Do you want to kick things off? Well, I think we've got a bit of a um, a bit of a blessing. In, well, I, I went straight to casting on this, um, weirdly, just because Tippi Hedren's daughter um, is, what's her name? Melanie Griffith, um, whose daughter is Dakota, is that her name? Johnson. Johnson, that's it. The, the Fifty Shades of Grey lady. Um Perfect. I mean, she'd be, she'd be, you know, t- as a starting point, the granddaughter of, love that Tippy Hedren's character. Um, I also thought it would be what there, there's one. There's one big difference between the well. There's several big differences between the book, the source material, the story by Daphne du Maurier, uh, and the film, which is it's set in Cornwall, England. Um, and it's seagulls, basically, uh, you know, being a menace. So I thought it would be quite a nice thing to pick up with the granddaughter who's always ho- heard stories from her grandmother about birds going wild. Um, she moves to Cornwall from L.A. or or goes there to visit a friend or something like that. Um, and that's the sort of setting for So we're going present uh, day, follow up. I thought so. Yeah, that's that's the idea that I had. Nice, Al. Do you want to come in? You know what? I I went quite different because you know I, you went I, sci-fi, I, did you? No, <laughs> Western. I kind uh, of no. gone sci-fi, so wait for that. I went Western, babe. <laughs> you know what I thought I want from it? I want sort of you know a Dawn of the Dead kind of film. Yeah, so I kind of had an idea that our opening, sh- and I, you know what? I thought make it now, set it in the sixties, right? So I thought about the idea of. Just the car going past the past the road, uh, past the road down the road, and the camera just pans, and then we stop on like a '60s style shopping mall, yeah. And we, you know, we track in, and we find a new bunch of characters just up the road from Bodega Bay, and it's sort of like a zombie movie, but with the birds. So it's there's a little bit more macho guns, you know, a real sort of misfits kind of selection of characters. Um, and you you dollop people like you know um, you know George, you know he George Clooney or someone like that who would look good in that era, and you know you make it you make it set in the sixties but you make it now and it's set up okay. the road from Bodega Bay at the same time. So it follows on when they drive off, they drive past. Yeah, like it could be a completely separate story, but you just have that car drive by as the first thing, just nice. as, just as a little yeah, just little yeah, yeah, a little yeah. thing that it's just followed on. All right, well. Hold on to your seats, everyone. Here comes John. Here what you got? Right. Here we go. So mine. So yeah, here we go. Sinus. So it's what the, so what the people have been waiting for. I mean, I mean. All right. So mine follows on as well, and so it's the birds. The birds uh, that attacked Bodega Bay. They stay in Bodega Bay, and they're there, and they set up a little community. So I've gone with like the birds are the main characters, basically. So and they set up a little community. Um, the humans and the birds enter a diplomatic truce, and they're like, okay, the humans, are like, all right, fine, you can have it. We fucked up the rest of the world. You can have this nature reserve or whatever. But the birds, they start building up 
like they're building like a city they got like shops and they got like freaking tattoo parlors getting the beaks tattooed like they got like sports stadium they got like a whole they got a whole thing going on they're loving life but then this one bird comes along and he's like um i've got his name as clipped wing he's an emu because they like attracting loads of different birds from all around the world <laughs> who, have, who have heard of this city where the birds are like got love in life and um this guy clipped wing he comes along he's got like crazy scar on his eye and everything he's got like you know crooked beak and whatever uh and he doesn't like it he's like no 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 like we could pull our resources get together and start attacking the humans and take it over so it's basically planet of the birds right um and you know, you could, it, you know what you could call it bird planet world birds. bird, bird world. world bird world <laughs> The birds, bird world. And it's, and it's basically, so basically I came up with the idea just because an excuse to have loads of puns. So there's loads of different birds in the town. So there's, there's a mockingbird. He just keeps mocking everyone. All the lovebirds are just shagging each other all over town. The cranes build all the buildings. Um, the cardinal is, fun, is the yeah. head of, is the head of the church. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's specific birds. There's Stephen Seagull, who's the martial arts expert. <laughs> There's, there's Russell Crowe, who's just really angry all the time and just shouting and just asking people if they're entertained. There's Cheryl Crowe, who's just burning everyone's ears with like music. There's Jack Sparrow, who's just like pissed. And Adam Partridge can be on the radio, uh, etc. Florence Nightingale runs hospital. They, they I was going to well, think if I could do any others to join your team, but it seems like you got them all, mate. So, oh, yeah, it seems, down. seems like you big cast thought this big group. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say. And, and, uh, <laughs> the, they, the, the head of the the head of the town lives at Flappingham Palace, and then they've got an out of town residence called Windsor Castle. Well, nothing <laughs> says Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Like John's Bird World. I mean, you know, it's got it all, isn't it? I mean, it, it yeah. suggests more of an animation. But nevertheless, we need to make a decision. Three particularly different introductions to the birds too. Either end of the spectrum. So how do you want to play it? We've got Cornwall. We've got following on from the first film. And we've, we've got John's extravaganza. Well, I want, I want to see, I should just say, I want to see Bird World. I do, I do, I, do, I want to see that film. Um, not out of a, not for a birds to, not a follow up to the birds, but I want to see, you know, write it. John. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we could do a side poster, you know, maybe some, you know, what, I, what are you thinking, John? I'm thinking we should just go exactly with my idea as it was and just call it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, so like in a way the characters, maybe it's set like in the present day and the characters return to Bodega Bay. Maybe you could, um, Joe, maybe we can combine it with yours so we have the same cast, right? So it's like the granddaughter goes back to Bodega Bay and it's been... Why does it have to be Bodega Bay? Because I quite that, like because, the Cornwall no, thing. Because that's... Like that. No, wait a minute. Because that's where they've, they've left it because the birds took over. So what's it like yeah. now? How have they spent the last 30 years? And um, that's, uh, okay. that's how we get Bird World. And, um, you know... So, they, so it's the same birds... Well, no, it's gener- <laughs> generations of birds, Joe. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Glad we, glad we cleared that up. Another option for the title, Birds Generations. So you mean it could be like a kind of cut-off community where not many visitors come. Uh, the people there have learned to live with the birds in quite shelter and isolation, under fear, under rule. And because not many people come, it's a kind of breakout, is it? Or nobody's there. Yeah, yeah, or nobody's there. So, so the birds displaced everyone in Bodega Bay, and they everyone else evacuated. And they haven't been there for ages. So it's basically like the Galapagos Islands, where everything's just evolved by itself with no human contact, and they're just like smart as fuck now. I re- okay. I really like it. Actually. <laughs> 
I can't believe I'm saying that. But no, <laughs> you know what? You know what I like. I'm intrigued about how we do it. it. It almost feels like it needs to be an animation film, right? Puppets. I think it. I think it does need to be an animation. No, it, no. What it would be? You go Lion King, Jungle Book, lifelike animation, right? So the birds are like talking to each other, and it's we do it with the new te- the, the John Favreau technology of having the lifelike um, animals that Disney are doing. I worked on the one and only Ivan, straight to Disney Plus, didn't do quite as well as the other two, but <laughs> uh, but it was the same It was the same technology never in theory. Yeah, never heard of it. Okay, well, look, let's Time go Time well it, spent. Then. We're going back to Bodega Bay, and a lot's happened uh, in between the end of the last film and the start of our film. So Joe's already mentioned cast, so we're going to go with Dakota Johnson as... Uh, Melanie's granddaughter, I guess, Tippi Hendren's granddaughter, followed down in the family line. Is that what we're saying? Something like that. We can come on to casting once we figure out a little bit more about her, who she is. Why, okay. Well, let's say, let's say this. So her grandma dies and when she, and she's, on the, she's by her side on the deathbed and she tells her about something that belonged to the dead husband that we never met, right? Mitch's father, mm. that they have to go back and get from the house. Right, but nobody's been to Bodega Bay in thirty years. How you know we can't do it? We have mm. to. Why is right? why has no one been to Bodega Bay because in thirty the bird, years? Because the birds rule it now. It's been no, left. I got it. It's been left. I got it. Kathy. It hinges around Kathy. Kathy would be an older woman at this point. She must be into her sort of eighties. Mitch would still have the house in Bodega Bay. Maybe she's retreated down there, uh, and maybe Mitch and Melanie had a a daughter as well, who had a daughter and there could be a relationship there in going to seek Kathy because Kathy hasn't been heard of for a while. But there's no Old one... Uh, wait a minute. We got, but the, I think we should stick to Bodega Bay being completely isolated and the birds have been left there because every it's time... It's been claimed. It's, it's been claimed. claimed. by the birds. However, Curry, what, one of the things I saw about the birds, Kathy, the child actress went on to be an adult actress. She's in Alien. She's the Flight of the Navigator's mum. She's the, Is she really? She's the woman in The uh, Witch of Eastwick that vomits up all the, the, the berries and shit like that. Um, Veronica Cartwright, I believe her name is. So she is still kicking and she's got like her, her own, uh, you know, an adult acting career. So she can pop up, definitely. They get, there's got to be a reason to go back, though. That's, that's the whole... The, the whole f- that's, that's what I think... That's what I just yeah, said. The grandfather's yeah, got I, some in there. I, I think that the reason can be just pure bullshit. Like Hitchcock was the master of the MacGuffin, wasn't he? So the reason to go back is just bollocks. Like it could be anything. Like the, the lovebirds in, in the original was just Sorry, a I- MacGuffin. So, Al, what did you? What was the reason? Well, I, was, I was saying because obviously we never meet Mitch's father, right? Right. He's already passed away. So the grandmother, um, well, the mother from the, you know, um, what's her name? The actress's name. Sorry, Tippy Hedron. Yeah, Tippy Hedron. She um, dies at the beginning of the film, or has just died. And Dakota Johnson, our lead, um, was on the deathbed, and she's told her about something that belonged to the father that has, you know, real significance, or maybe. It has value, high value. It's literally like a heist. Yeah. Well, surely they have the house, don't they? The house has got to be left to her. Is she going back to the house? Nobody's been to Bodega Bay there. So then she has to go back to Bodega Bay, get the thing that's going to make her rich, that's in the basement that belonged to her father. Okay. And then, and she takes like a new squad of characters with it and she has to go back to Bodega Bay. And what does she find? 
bird world. She finds the sports stadium. She finds the bird strip clubs. Let's go back to what bird world looks like. Bird casinos. But what's great about it, it's all built on the foundations of the existing Bodega Bay. So it's it's one big nest, is it? No, 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 no. It's like, it's like, it's like a nest, but it's like humanized nest. So yes, it's made out of like twigs and stuff, but it just looks wicked. Like it looks like a super futuristic, like glass skyscraper. No, well, I wasn't thinking that. (laughs) I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking the bird... The birds have kind of been humanised. Do you know what I mean? So they live in the houses now, exactly. and you know they, yeah, they, they wear drive like hats. They drive the car. They, they wear, wear hats. hats. That's the big one. They wear hats. <laughs> well, what, what's more human than wearing a hat? What other, what other, what other animals do that? Got like beak okay. warmers. Playing baseball, which apparently they're doing as well. <laughs> baseball, yeah. We are going with it. Okay, so Dakota Johnson's going back to Bodega Bay to pick up some family heirloom uh, from the house that her grandfather or great-grandfather has left her, which is fantastic, bringing along a cast of people. That opens up the whole kind of gang mentality, maybe a love interest there. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I think, could be, I think they could be crooks. I think they hear about this thing that's going to make them rich, and she has like a... You know, she, there's a few roughnecks there as well and they go and try and get this to make them rich. That's the only reason they go back to Bodega Bay because it's so dangerous. So they're, they're a bunch of scoundrels, basically. Yeah, and she could yeah. have a, like a shady past, the new character, to, you know, a lovable, yeah. ro- a lovable rogue. Well, and it can be that thing where like, you know, there's, there are real arseholes in the, um, in the gang, but there's one of them who's actually got a heart of gold and he's the one that warns her against the danger in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And 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 some of them that she brings along for some reason are, are sort of like gun wielding, like, you know, just just go in with guns, right? And say, Well, we're gonna we can just shoot them. I mean, they're they're birds. Who she hires she hires them. mercenaries to get the money or whatever it is. And they and obviously they want in because they're scoundrels and they want the money. And they're the guys we get to see severely massacred. Yeah, by yeah. Well, I'm thinking literally like Predator, like badass motherfuckers with giant <laughs> guns and giant muscles go in, and then but like Stephen Seagull is like hiding in the bushes and just like fucks them up as they go past from behind, stealth style, like the Predator. Do so- we need an, a kind of a character to come midway through the film, as in? Uh, maybe a cranky old man that's just happened to live there and survive throughout this whole time. They turn the corner. Yeah, what are one. you doing here? I think we absolutely do now. Like, but that character who somehow survived in a basement, living off uh, you know grass, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know, like feeding feeding the birds. He's become friends with them. Uh, oh, he's their over, pet. He's yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, he's there. Okay, that was a. Li- oh, that's not what I was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's chained. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> chained up maybe maybe, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe they could have kept him as a prisoner so that they can so that he can teach them like how to speak english and stuff like that yeah and how to form glass because apparently they're not very good at that at the moment <laughs> you know who it is it's the drunk guy in the bar the guy's like it's the end of the world it's the end of the world oh yeah great shout yeah, it's great it's shout. him and he's a really old man and we cast a really old man um so that's nice. how that's how they did it and we have and we can make uh, Steven Seagal Steve, that should be Steven Se- oh. Steven Seagal if that's what we're calling him he can be Steven like Seagal Seagal sorry Seagal yeah. get confused um he Easy can done. he can be like he's got a scar down his face and he's like a real badass like a bit you know like uh, Caesar is in uh, by the end of Planet of the Apes so um you know he can be a real cool king mac daddy mayor of Birdworld so the premise is simple Go back to Birdworld, discover old man, have a big fight with the birds, retrieve item, come back, everything's blown up. Everything's blown up. Oh, <laughs> do we have to blow up Birdworld? I'd well, like to keep it around. I think I think at the end you could um 
could do a bit of a follow into a, a potential third movie where the events of you know at Bird World. Um, <laughs> that sounds the, like a theme the, the bird, park. The birds, the it birds were totally. Park. That's what it is. Bird World's a theme park. The, the birds were totally happy um, living in Bodega Bay, right? They, they'd made that their Bird World. They've now been disrupted. They, it's almost like they've opened the gates, and the birds now think, "Well, why don't we expand our empire?" And and the and the movie ends on on the birds just sort of like you know leaving Bodega Bay. Uh, in 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 unison, going off oh, into dark cloud, yeah, yeah the dark, dark cloud, cloud yeah. going on to and next. there's the there's the one like sort of semi survivor of the the heist crew left on sort of Bodega Bay as he watches them go and gives off the classic line, "What have we done?" <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut to black. <laughs> yeah, listen, out out Bird World is a zoo in Farnham. Hey, I went to Indian Farnham. Never went there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, let's start talking cast. So we've got Dakota Johnson. Um, John, you mentioned crazy old man. Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson's yeah, good. Jack Nicholson. uh, so let's just yeah. get someone big. Ian McKellen? Oh, he'd be good in that, wouldn't he? Ian McKellen would be oh, good. Man. I mean, and pick, take your pick. Oh, man, I mean, DeVito as well would be welcome there. Oh, yeah, do, that'd be funny. He doesn't look a lot like the guy in the bar. Not that any of them do. doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Okay, we've got oh, yeah, Stephen Seagull. The, the guy in the bar suddenly become Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, who are we going with? Crazy old man? Go Nicholson, that's fine. Nicholson, yeah, nice. It's reaching for the top, but fine. We need a mercenary who's cold motherfucker, but he's got a good heart as well. Well, you got like, it'd be nice if that actor was sort of an all-American favourite, like the kind of Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant you know, kind of cast that Hitchcock always wanted to put in his movies. So Leo. Cap- yeah, Leo would be the, the definitely the top of that list, wouldn't it? Keanu Reeves might pull off the macho thing a bit better and is now like the the best like person on the internet. Everyone loves him. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. Would have no problem casting Keanu Reeves. Okay, great. Reeves is in. Uh, what about a mercenary who's just out for himself, untrustworthy, going out there? Who are you thinking? Vince Vaughn. Oh. <laughs> Vince Vaughn's That's just untrustworthy nice. in real life. I was gonna say Dan, <laughs> I was gonna say Danny McBride, but someone I think someone that is like comedy, a bit of an asshole, would fit the bill. Vince Vince Vaughn and Danny McBride are partners. Are they're, they're like they're like a team that she's hired. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Fine. Have, okay, right. great. So there's um I mean you could put anyone, a whole host of cast in this, couldn't you? But yeah. I think your main protagonists are there. So Here's the difficult question. <laughs> we are taking a sequel so synonymous with a director, flipping it on its head. Who are you thinking for direction? You know, it's very difficult. And obviously, Hitchcock is Hitchcock. But you know who... Are, you, there's one reason for this. Production design of Bird World, you know, the, the bird-enhanced Bodega Bay. Yeah? Yeah. I'd like to see Burton build that. Tim Burton. Oh, that's fun. It's, it'll be, very, yeah. I, th- I can't think of, you know, and then at least it's got a voice and then Burton does, does a bit of an action film, you know, with yeah, the mercenaries. I was the mercenaries. thinking that I'd like to see how he would do like an action film. Maybe there'll be like a purple swirl in well, the he, blood. He kind of already did this with Planet of the Apes, didn't he? Eve, and we're now and doing, it, it's come full circle back to John's oh, original yeah, planet of the birds. Yeah, uh, the and bird's he, world. And he blew well, that, didn't he, with the bizarre... Uh, with, well, it was just a failure, that film, so he'd probably want to go again. Yeah. 
Okay, so there we go. And that brings us round to the next problem. <laughs> What's it called? Bird World. It's called The Birds, Bird World. Bird World, I think so. Okay, well, I, I certainly didn't anticipate when we started this podcast that we would arrive here. I, I'm guessing, listeners, you didn't either. But nevertheless, here we are. We have a film. We have a plot. We have a cast. We have a director. We have a title. We need a pitch. Who wants to slam in the lamb? Who's going to take this one home? <laughs> slam in Who's the gonna... lamb. Slam in yeah. the lamb. What, bring it back to the 80s? Sorry. <laughs> all right. All right, I'll do it. Um, all right, so we got, we got uh, finishing up from the last film, the birds have stayed as stuck around in Bodega Bay without any human contact. They've managed to evolve their own society, their own ways of doing things, uh, mainly by themselves, but also by this one poor motherfucking guy who's just been <laughs> captured by them, and chained up and put in a basement. Uh, he's teaching them English, he's teaching them how to make hats and whatever. And then they've just like gone off on their own, on their own wild building craze. And they've got this amazing city now with all the stuff that we spoke about, the stadium and the tanning salon and the tram <laughs> system and uh, they've got they've got a branded baseball team like they've got they've got like branded b- baseball yeah, yeah, hats yeah. and stuff the, b- the Bodega Bay Birds uh, it's just <laughs> the Bodega Bay Birds and you know they're trying to get into the major league but they just the human league's just not having it um, and then, um, so they've got this amazing civilization going on and then no one no one's been there no one no one knows really the true extent of this thing they've seen like satellite pictures here and there who like hints at this amazing civilization but like you know they don't really know the true extent but then tippy hedron's great granddaughter is that right no not great yeah. just granddaughter just granddaughter <laughs> i think just granddaughter um who is dakota johnson um her real life granddaughter that's great great links great reason to listen to this podcast i sort of facts um they <laughs> realize that you know they're a bit down on their luck that family but then someone some old person in the family says oh there's an heirloom back in bodega bay and they're like oh fucking bodega bay really that's fast brutal because there's the bird world <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, bird it's world worth millions there. but it's over um, in bodega bay. yeah it's down there in bodega bay so anyway she she gets a crack team of mercenaries not called the a-team that come along and they're made up of Keanu Reeves, Vince Vaughn, Danny McBride. Vince Vaughn, Danny McBride is real <laughs> dickheads, just total bellends. Keanu Reeves actually got a bit of a heart of gold. Like he's actually a decent dude. Um, and they go there. They, you know, there's loads of scenes, fighting scenes. They're getting killed by Steven Seagulls, just like wiping them out left, right and centre. They can't believe it. Um, but they eventually get in there. They get the heirloom. Um, they rush out. They leave. Um, but the birds are like, what the fuck? Like our perfect bird world habitat has just been spoiled by these humans. That's not what we want is. That's not what we were promised. That's not what we want is for our civilization. They, uh, decide, right, we're expanding. And, um, they all, <laughs> at the end of the movie, they all take off in this giant swarm. And there's that one poor motherfucker, Vince Vaughn or Danny McBride properly. He's just, this, <laughs> just realizes just what dickheads they've been. And they utter the line at the end. Uh, that I've totally forgot. Oh, what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> what, what have we done? Oh, and Jack Nicholson's in it as the old guy who's a slave of the birds. Great and stuff, and, John. And what's it called? It's uh, it's called just straight up Bird World. Tim bird Burton's World. Bird World. Well you done, heard mate. it here first. Tim Burton's Bird, Tim Burton's bird World. Well, 
What would you have done differently? I, I can imagine you'd have done quite a lot differently, but nevertheless, you're, what you've got is a sequel to The Birds you didn't think was possible. Uh, a credible sequel at that with a credible cast and a credible direction. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, give us some ideas for film, guys. We're always up for, um, for hearing your thoughts. And uh, yeah, if you could rate us five stars, that's great. But what we care about is that you uh, tune in and we see you next time. All right, guys. Cheers. <laughs>